Hi, everyone. I'm JJ Hornblast, and welcome to the roadmap from Auto Finance News uh, since 1996, the nation's leading newsletter on automotive lending and leasing. This is our weekly wrap for what's happening in auto finance. Today is December 14, 2020. Uh, before I begin, uh, a thanks to Auto Finance News advertisers, DeFi Solutions, FIS, and CCC Information Services for their continuing support. So thank you to them. And uh, I am happy to be joined uh, by Amanda Harris, uh, Associate Editor of Auto Finance News. Hi, Amanda. Um, welcome. Today, the uh, first COVID vaccines, uh, dose, vaccine doses were given to patients in the United States. And even while the U.S. death toll approaches 300,000, yet the Electoral College voting is underway as we record this uh, podcast, uh, nearly certain to ratify Joe Biden as the next president of the United States. Also in the news, uh, services from Google experienced widespread outages around the world this morning, preventing people from accessing Gmail, YouTube, and other Google products. It has uh, subsequently, the outage has subsequently been resolved. New vehicle sales in China advanced 11% in November. New data shows. And finally, the Cleveland Indians will drop the baseball team's longtime name, which has been the subject of protest by fans and Native American groups who criticized it as racist. We are not going to weigh in on an alternative name, Amanda. But we will discuss uh, strong originations that are expected for the first quarter and the second quarter of 2021. So the early part of the year is expected to turn in uh, strong originations performance. The, the top line number, uh, Amanda, was auto originations up 8% or forecasted to be up, I should say, 8% year over year in the first quarter of 2021. So uh, maybe give us some additional background on uh, origination expectations for earlier uh, in the, for early next year, what might be driving those expectations. And maybe we'll talk about um, uh, perhaps some, some uh, factors that may, uh, come up and 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 change those uh, those uh, final results. Yeah, um, so there's a, obviously a couple factors in play. I think part of it was consumers, you know, kind of maybe held off on on buying cars. Of course, when dealerships were shut down in March and April, they really couldn't, as we kind of talked about a couple times. Um, so that pent up demand is still, you know, they're still kind of riding on that a little bit. Um, we're of course with people wanting. Certain models or the newer models, um, those kind of things kind of factor in, too, um, with that increase in the first part of next year. Uh, some of that will obviously be people who waited, you know, to get cars because they wanted the newer models to come out. Some of them may have just been waiting to see how things were going to play out with work from home, what their situation is. Um, but it sounds like overall the industry does think that things will kind of continue this trajectory of recovery that has already, you know, kind of started. We're already seeing you know, certain lenders, Chase Auto for one, Capital One, Ally Financial, 
in the third quarter already kind of started seeing this trend happen where they saw increased originations. Um, and so that's kind of expected to continue into early 2021, um, especially now that vaccines are becoming available. There's not really a lot of speculation that there'll be any more kind of wide shutdowns, anything like we saw back in the spring. Um, so all that kind of drives the expectation that things will kind of get back to normal um, and continue that in the next couple months. So the forecast from TransUnion, this is a TransUnion forecast, has originations up year over year in the first quarter 8%, and in the second quarter 14.6%. Right. So I think what you're saying is there are very clear reasons why originations will grow in let's just we're we're just focusing on the first half of, of 2021 but those percentage increases seem pretty significant and you know is this just a function of are those numbers so eye popping because things got so bad in the second quarter uh, of 2020 because of the pandemic and really these are kind of nominal numbers when you take it uh, historically, or are we really to be, you know, wowed by the numbers that are being projected by TransUnion? Yeah, so so everything I've been hearing, you know, from all of our sources and all of our reporting is really more talking about getting back to normal versus saying that things are going to be at levels we haven't seen. So, of course, when you're comparing year over year, this time last year may not have been com- – we're obviously not coming out of a huge shutdown like we are this year – so obviously there's going to be a little bit of that playing into those numbers as well. If you were shut down, you couldn't really do anything, and then all of a sudden you could do everything, of course you're going to see a big jump. Um, and so I'm sure that's part of it. And I think, again, part of it is just people may have waited, and I think they're expecting some of that pent-up demand to kind of show up in that first part of 2021 as well um, that we're kind of already started to see. But a lot of it's just that we're recovering out of a really crazy situation that's pretty unprecedented. So you're going to, of course, see bigger jumps because you're coming from a a larger drop um, than normal. So I think you you can't ignore that as well. (laughs) Do you get a sense for even for this? I know that that third quarter was just, you know, surprisingly strong for certain lenders, not every lender, but for certain lenders. I mean, are you getting a sense for uh, that, uh, for for that there's strong performance um in the fourth in this current quarter in the fourth quarter as well yeah i think it's kind of continued um from the third quarter of course we haven't seen everything come in yet um but from what i'm hearing everyone's still kind of seeing things normalize or seeing originations go up you know they're seeing car sales inventory is coming back um it's not it's still not quite where it needs to be so that's still a concern going into um, early 2021, which is actually something I'm looking into this week a little bit. Um, so inventory is still, you know, definitely a concern for sales. Um, but overall, everyone kind of seems to be on this kind of, I use the term kind of loosely, but cautious optimism side of things, um, where they do think that things will continue rebounding rather than kind of falling back down um, like we saw back in the spring. When we had, we when we were, when inventories were at their nadir, didn't think we would use that word in a podcast, but whatever. When they were at their nadir, uh, we said that, uh, I, I, if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe we said, we thought that, uh, inventories would, would really normalize 
uh, in the first quarter uh, of 2021. Is that still the current expectation? Because I know there has been some improvement in recent uh, weeks, but, you know, kind of, you know, do you think that this will, is there a sense that that, that timing is still uh, on point or is it, you know, later or even earlier? Yeah, I think it's still pretty on point. Um, everything I've seen has has that timeline. The early first to second quarter of 2021, where pretty much everything will look a little more normal when it comes to inventory, leasing, vehicle sales. That's kind of the timeline everyone's stuck on is uh, the first, especially the second quarter of 2021. I don't think everyone really expects things to be back to complete normal pre-COVID levels in that first one. I think it's more just things are going to start being closer. And then by the second quarter is when we'll kind of have a little bit more normal numbers compared to pre-COVID situations. So that's kind of the thought process is by then things will look a little bit more as they normally would had we not gone through a pandemic. So when you talk about originations, you've got to talk about uh, the fraud that that comes with it in some cases, unfortunately. Um, And um, there seems to be uh, growing uh, synthetic identity fraud for credit unions that originate auto loans. It, it, it was interesting to note, I mean, you, you mentioned this in your article, um, but um, 36% of total credit union outstandings are auto outstanding. So this is a big uh, portion of uh, credit union balance sheets. Um, and the synthetic uh, identity fraud uh, has been growing. Um, the late the the data that um, the latest data is that one in seven uh, auto loans at credit unions have some degree of synthetic auto fraud. I, I, is this as is it as you know why why is this why is this happening? Um, uh, is it just related to the recession or do credit unions need um, more substantial risk controls to prevent such um, uh, fraudulent incidents? Right. So there's a couple of factors that play into why this is kind of becoming more and more of a problem. One, it's, it's just being more looked at. So, you know, synthetic fraud has been around. Um, I think it was about 15 years that they've known it exists. But it's becoming more of a problem, one, because credit unions are doing more indirect lending. So that kind of opens the door for more of this. And then, two, um, you know, as we go to more digital type of, of online car buying and things like that, that just makes it a little easier for these false identities to kind of get through because they're not requiring a person to walk into you know, a dealership, credit union, office, bank, anything like that, and try to pass off a different social security number than is their own. Because a lot of this is happening with someone who uses their real name, their real date of birth, but then they use a false social security number, either a made-up one or one that belongs to another person. Um, So with digital, I think that's part of why we're seeing this become such a bigger concern, because it is happening more often, and they are pretty tech-savvy. And so as the credit unions step up in the digital world, so do fraudsters, as they always kind of follow what what is happening and what's available to them. Um, So I think there's a couple of factors of why this is more of a concern. 
Are, do you get a sense for what credit unions are doing to try to stop this uh, particular type of fraud? Yeah, so there is um, kind of a, a couple of different areas. The biggest thing that I saw when talking to these credit unions and, and kind of one of the challenges and maybe the sticking point and something that they have to kind of consider if it's the best way of doing things is they still have a very manual process for kind of reviewing these applications and trying to weed out you know, who might be a false identity. So they have to send off a form, you know, to let the Social Security Administration review that Social Security number, try to match it up with the actual name and date of birth. Well, that takes time, and you have to then rely on the consumer sending that form in. Um, and so, of course, there's a, a part there where you could lose potential, you know, fraudsters, but then you can also lose potential good customers because they don't want to go do that process, right? They're like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. I'll just go somewhere else for my auto loan. Um, so there's a little bit of a challenge there. It's still very much manual. It takes time. There's, you know, the the, the risk of tension with potential good consumers. You could be losing business. Um, so I think that's that's but that's still a lot of what they do is they send off that form um, and kind of do the manual route. There are some technologies that are being used, um, you know, things like platforms that can kind of match up a person with an ID and like run it through all these databases and try to match it up with an actual like selfie of the person with the picture on the ID. Um, But it is difficult because, you know, it's hard. You can't really use a driver's license because people can fake driver's license and it doesn't list a social security number. And like I said, most of these cases, they're real people. They're just using a made up social security number. So that's also a lot harder to recognize because their driver's license is their driver's license. And their date of birth is their date of birth. But if you can't match the Social Security number and you don't have the tools in place to really figure that out, that's what makes it so much harder. Uh, striking that this uh, synthetic fraud costs banks uh, approximately $3 billion a year. Just just striking uh, to, to hear. So, uh, I, you know, obviously uh, a story we should be following um especially as the year turns and um and and unemployment continues to take hold on certain portions of the of the market um amanda what's uh what's on slate for next week for us and i'm assuming that uh, excludes a vaccine shot for you right next week but what what are we reporting on next week Yes, the vaccines aren't, aren't available yet to uh, people like me who are not quite essential um, and out there in the front lines just yet, but that's okay. Um, so this week I'm, I'm looking into, or coming up next week, um, looking into some dealer sentiment changes, um, in, especially in you know recent months, especially with the pandemic and everything, just trying to see how that really affected our dealers, um, you know, looking at some analysis of that and what that means for the industry going forward and kind of where dealers stand. Um, so that's one area that I am looking at, um, and a part of that will obviously be where inventory stands and some of the, the things going into um, next year. I'm also looking at some floor plan, floor plan financing kind of trends. Um, there's a new player in floor plan financing trying to see, you know, what that says about that part of the industry overall, um, and kind of where that stands. So a couple different kind of industry trends type stories this week. Thank you so much, Amanda. And and thank you all so much for listening to us uh, this week on the roadmap. We hope you'll uh, join us next time and check us out at autofinancenews.net and on Twitter and LinkedIn. 
and uh, we will see you next time. Thanks, everybody.